It's Sex and Sarah Rose. I'm Sarah Rose, and really quick before we get into this episode, I know you may have found my podcast because you were looking for some interesting information about sex to listen to, but what you may not know is that I actually work with a lot of men to help them tap into their inner badass, have the sexual confidence that they've always desired to have, and to know once and for all that she isn't faking it. I have two distinct programs to help men. The first is for men who are ready to take the first step towards igniting their powerful sexual energy and getting better in bed. It's called Sex Stallion Training and it's an online program for you to do on your own time in the privacy of your home without a partner. This is for men that are single, in a relationship, or dating people. The second is called Man on Fire, which is the only sex university just for men. This six month program is designed to help you become the ultimate sexual master. For six whole months, you train with me in live online sessions, and I will train you to be the best lover that she has ever had. So if you want the sex secrets that every woman wish you knew, and you wish that every woman had told you, this is where they are finally revealed. Check out more info at tantricactivation.com or just check out the show notes in the podcast app you're listening to this from now, and there will be links there for you. Thanks and enjoy the show. It's Sex and Sarah Rose, and today we are talking about sex actualization, and I'm here again with Erin Hickok to go deep with you and really find out what is it about our sexuality that is so powerful and how can it be the part of us that's missing when we are striving towards self-actualization. Hey Erin, how was your week? It has been really exciting. I just did the first play test session last night for the belonging deck. Uh, So I'm really, really excited. Yeah, feeling a lot of awesome energy around that. Cool. Okay, so you have developed a new deck? Yeah, uh, yeah. I've partnered uh, with this awesome, awesome man. uh, And we've been working behind the scenes for the past seven months, meeting every week. And uh, this deck is to help people have more meaningful conversations around um, all of the isms, racism, around people's like cultural identity, gender, like all of the different things that sometimes have us not belong, but creating a game for people to have conversations about those things and find that in fact, we do belong. Awesome. That's really great. I think that is going to help a lot of people uh, have conversations about these difficult subjects that we tend to just avoid because we don't know what to say. Yes, uh, this is, yes, you're exactly right. The putting it into a game and giving people like little fill in the blanks, like we do with the sexy cards, it just helps us uh, express our, our inner thoughts around these different kinds of topics. So Yeah, I'm really, that just happened last night. And the other exciting thing about it is I didn't even invite anybody. My co-creator made a post about it and sent a couple invitations and we sold out two sessions. Awesome. Like that, people are so excited about it. So I feel, I'm feeling really good. 
That is so great. So, okay, tell everyone where they can find it. Oh, so it will be posted. Actually, by the time this airs, it will be posted uh, at gamesforhumanity.com. And um, you'll just look for uh, the belonging deck pre-order because they're not even printed yet. That's why it's so fun right now is that there's going to be even playtest tickets available on the website. So you could come and participate in playtest and also get the new deck. So, oh my God, I'm so excited. Yeah. Like what I've noticed is that with conversations around racism or sexism, typically the people that aren't sexist or aren't racist, but are in the same general demographic of those that would be considered racist or sexist. So for instance, if it's sexism against women, Men, who would typically be the ones being sexist towards women, clearly that's not all men, but the men that are not sexist have a hard time talking about this because they feel like there's somehow they are lumped into this category of the ones that are sexist. It can be similar with, you know, white people that are not racist and not really knowing what to say. The ones that aren't racist being lumped into the category of, okay, well, I'm white. And so that inherently makes me part of those that are racist. And so I think like this is really going to help that demographic of people because like the ones that are sexist, the ones that are racist, they probably just don't really care. You know what I mean? Like they're just like, all right, this they're, they're, most of them seem to be pretty just happy with what they're doing. Um, but there's like the masses of everyone else that isn't sexist, isn't racist, but they don't really know how to have these conversations. And they feel like there is like shame and blame on them because of association uh, with those that are. I thank you so much for saying that. Yes, I would say, and you know what I would add on to that is that the biggest difference between conversations that are like really triggering and happening, a lot of them right now are in this kind of like public format, which is not actually how we're going to heal these kinds of things. And so when people have a personal conversation, uh, and one of the things about this deck I think also makes it a huge difference is that every, every question in the deck, people are speaking from their own personal experience. And they're listening to other people's personal experience. And it's, it's not designed to change anyone's mind about anything. That's not the direction we're taking. The direction is people connecting with each other and just bringing the light of awareness to themselves and, and, and witnessing others share their personal experience and not just around race, but around all of the things that make us different or the same. I mean, there's like all, we have all these different categories uh, to help people explore that. And when we explore that and we see people as people and we have these conversations that, you know, they're a little on the edge of triggering, but they, they're not necessarily because it's just, it's just people sharing about their personal experience. Uh, and then we've also incorporated body movement and group games. There arose so then people, while they're playing this game, they will take a deep breath 
<sighs> and sigh loudly on the exhale, which we know calms the nervous system, relaxes the body, and helps us be able to handle more conversations around these topics with less fear because we've been able to do it already. Yes. Oh, that's so beautiful. Amazing. Thank you for doing that. Thank you for, thank you for asking. It's, uh, yeah, I'll keep you posted. <laughs> okay. Oh my God. I'm so excited. That's really great. Uh, well, and you know, that actually does tie in with self-actualization, which is our, our topic here, like being fully expressed, fully seen, like all aspects of ourselves is part of the self-actualization process, like feeling that respect from community, from, from society, and like knowing that you are worthy and accepted and you're and you belong that's part of the self-actualization process mm. and when you are part of a a group that is stereotyped and and there and all groups are stereotyped right like there's stereotypes for for everyone no one uh, escapes this but it's hard to really feel fully actualized if society isn't isn't validating you isn't seeing you as as fully uh like just in your power and and in your your expression and that you're you're valid and you're worthy and you're a contributing part of society that you're you're important and so i think that that is part of the the deeper struggle that people have and that they really are fighting for when when they're doing these fights against the isms you know like wh why why do women fight why did women fight so hard for equality well a lot of reasons and one of those reasons is if i don't have a say in my life if i don't have choice in what's going on in the politics in the country that i live in if my role in society is very limited and defined I can never self-actualize. And that's such a deep hunger that we have as humans to really reach that pinnacle of our existence and to uh, just know like that we are fully expressed, that we are, we, we've done it. Like we've reached our, our deepest desires, our wildest dreams, and like we were able to go after it. And that is such a core part of 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 this this fight this com this conversation around equality and uh, just um, you know being seen being seen in the world and and accepted. Yes, absolutely. I think it goes to show like we're not in this alone. We are actually in this together, and we actually need each other we need each other we're interdependent and yes i'm still into sovereignty and like personal choice and you know but it's like we but we also need each other and and the world is so much better together i love being on here with you right this makes it better because we get to talk to each other and witness each other right it's just like it also calls to me the importance of relationship in the self-actualization process mm, yeah absolutely it really the community, well, and community is definitely a big part of that. 
and I love having you too. <laughs> it's so much fun. <laughs> oh, oh, and I'm excited. So, um, Jolie Dawn, I had her on the podcast a few weeks ago. Um, she is so powerful. And I'm excited because after having her on, and I've been friends with Jolie for years and we've done tons of collaborations together, but I hadn't since she left for LA, whenever that was, we haven't really had a whole lot of connections. I had her on the podcast and like, I was just reminded of her fire and her passion and her inspiration. And I was like, I need more Jolie Dawn in my life. So I'm going to, uh, go ahead and join one of her coaching programs. So that way I can like be a part of this really amazing group of women that she's facilitating. And I'm such a, a like huge believer in group training programs, group coaching programs, because they are, there's just such a power there, such a, uh, like this vortex gets created when you have like-minded people coming together to, to create positive change. And like, I'm just so excited and I think somebody else is there too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, actually, I love hearing you talk about talking to Julie because I'm like, same, same. Like, I need to go listen to that podcast. Uh, I need to listen to that because, yeah, Julie's, Julie's a freaking powerhouse. I love her. And, um, and yeah, I'm ready to be in that same group energy field with you. That's so exciting. Yeah, all we'll sorts of uh, pussy magic, money magic happening. <laughs> Yes, ladies, ladies coming together, setting intentions, creating, witnessing. Yeah, that power of that relationship that, that when, pe when people come together, it does create this amazing catalyzing force. And I love aligning with people who are on the path, really like consciously on the path of growth and development for themselves and for the people around them. Uh, because it helps make me a better person, right? And they want to have me help, have them be better. Like we, we become allies mm -hmm. uh, in that, which it's like through these, through these relationships, there's so much power to transform our personal lives, uh, you know, as well as our, our external world. And of course, in the relationship as well. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like, it's amazing too to see women because there's so much of the, uh, there really is a truth to it also. It's not just a cultural myth, but the whole idea of women just being catty and backbiting and, you know, backstabbing and to be part of a group of mature women that are really desiring to help each other grow and succeed and like, that's amazing. And that's so healing because I mean, there is, there's plenty of that other stuff going on out there that we've all experienced. And so it's nice to really nice to be with women that are mature. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sisterhood is, is really, is, is really important. I would say to me, that's a huge space that I've also had a lot of personal growth and breakthroughs you know, so often are with my sisters, like here in this moment, you and I, or, you know, singing, like sitting around a, a fire singing, or just that, that 
that community connection. I'm so, I'm so grateful you're joining us and um, I'm definitely looking forward to spending more quality time with you. Yeah, today's my, uh, I'm going to name one of my first uh, classes today, so I'm really excited. And it like, it makes me um, think about the Man on Fire program too, because the guys in that program are just so awesome. They are so supportive. It's none of the like macho, alpha male, egotistical type setting, you know, everyone is just supportive of each other, supportive of each other's growth and progress, celebrating each other. Like it's fucking incredible what can happen in the world when people choose to live in consciousness and integrity. And like, it's just blows my mind, the things that are possible. (laughs) Yeah. And, and this is what, I mean, the things that are possible in people's personal lives, but also Sarah Rose, how many amazing miracles do you also see that come to fruition because people came together for a shared goal? Mm-hmm. Like oh, yeah. stuff that they, ne- they never thought that they could do. Like in my life, for example, um, I did, um, I used you know EFT tapping and emotional right, release right. techniques. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did not think it would be possible for me to afford to go to a, tra- a training and get certified as a practitioner. And because I had support of people around me directly who were like, you could just fundraise for that, Aaron, like make a lot of phone calls. You could do that because people saw me that way. I saw myself that way. And I did stand up and I did ask people to help support me. And you know what I did? I went and got trained and it transformed my life. Mm-hmm. Amazing. And it's because I had that beautiful reflection. God, Erin, you like took me back so many years just now talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking about our journey, like where we've come from and where we are now. And like, it's just, it reminds me of the messiness of like early stages of, of growth. Like I remember that time in my life, like I, I was doing, I don't know the exact timing you're talking about, but it takes me back to the time in my life when I was starting to do some EFT, emotional freedom technique, or some people call it tapping, right? Am I talking Mm -hmm. about it correctly? Yeah. And so I was, I was doing some of that and like, I was in such a messy, messy growth phase of my life. Like the personal development part of me was just in the the chaos it was in the destruction of the old me and that's what you had to do like you've got to go through that destruction period in order to get to the new creation mode and that's a cycle that never ends but what I've seen is that you do reach a certain level where the destruction doesn't have to be quite as bad as it was at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, a little more like controlled demolition uh, rather than like a tornado. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just felt like I was being fucking obliterated at every turn. <laughs> like oh the, the old me just like being, you know, just wiped out this from this angle and that angle and hmm. like all the different practices that I was doing um, that were contributing to that. Oh man, I am so glad to be past that part of my life. <laughs> <laughs> well, it goes to show you, like with the support of friends and with our attention on our own, you know, noticing of ourselves in our inter- internal world, like 
really amazing things are possible through our personal growth. Like, like we could live a life of our dreams. Like we can, and the pathway is through, through that stuff and uncovering like what that has to teach us. That's the, the thing that I think is so interesting is like, I noticed that when I, it gets, it's usually messier when I'm avoiding it for a long time. Mm. Uh, it's not as messy if I'm like, oh, hey, there's that thing. Like, okay, I understand that I need to work on that. And then like get either focusing on it using the tools I already have and or asking for support, you know, in community or one-on-one to help me move through that. And then that helps it be, you know, a bit less messy. Now that doesn't mean it's, you know, not going to have chaotic moments, you know, stuff happens in life. But the more that we nurture our relationships, the more that we support and take care of our environment around us and you know, just keep on connecting with the people, like asking for the support. Like it is, gosh, it is totally possible to be like liberated Mm -hmm. in this lifetime. I really believe it. I think some people say that like enlightenment is something that's like really far away, but I actually believe that it's something that's actually much more mundane and day-to-day and totally achievable. Absolutely. I 100% agree with that. And I think like, I remember the moment in my life where I reached that, that, that point of like, it was just for me, it was suddenly peace inside. It was Mm. like no longer searching, no longer needing, just feeling complete and whole in myself. And to me, that was huge like that's liberation. I mean, what else can you be looking for? Like you're still human in a human body living through all the the shit that goes on here. And, you know, but it's also like just a different experience of it all. And like for me, that was definitely like a, my liberation moment. And does that mean like I'm some enlightened guru being, no, that's not what I'm saying at all. Like, but I do think we have these kind of stereotypes or these ideas of what it's supposed to be to be enlightened. And we've like put it on this, this almost unattainable pedestal the people like lots of people really spend their entire lives trying to get to that place and they're like missing the point because the point (laughs) of that is just being and not not in that quest to um to try and get somewhere like you're just there and I think a lot of people can actually get to that point without having it having to look in a certain like really crazy spiritual way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, I like spirituality. That's really practical personally. Cause it's got to be right. We live day to day. I'm actually don't live on a mountain in a monastery right now. And so there's a way that it's like the place that is the temple, right? The place that is the, the holy space is is my home, is my body, is the relationships uh, with the people that I'm connected to. Like all of that is sacred. Yeah, it is. And I mean, if 
if spirituality isn't practical, <laughs> like, I, I don't know. Like, it's just, what are we it's, doing? <laughs> it's, not, it's not realistic. Yeah, and that's one of the things that I, I love about Tantra is that it is such an embodied practice. And like, I'm very pragmatic. I think at for me like at the end of the day we are here to survive we are here to procreate like that is the basis of our existence and in between all that stuff we have a lot of life to live in how are we going to live it are we going to uh live it in a way that feels amazing or and that we're like fully expressed in it all or are we going to live it in a way that is shut down and disconnected and very disempowering and so we really have a choice to make and like for me tantra like after exploring so many different personal development paths tantra was the one that really helped me feel grounded in my body and just connected to my desires and very powerful and able to use that power to create the life that I, that I really want to live. Like it's amazing how far I've come, how my life has changed since I've been doing these practices. And like that is our, our sexuality is such an important part of us and most people are disconnected from it. So when we're talking about sexual actualization, when we're talking about self-actualization, like how can you become self-actualized if you are disconnected from such a huge part of you? And so I see these people that have really reached incredible heights in their careers or you know maybe they they look like they have the perfect marriage or perfect children or things like that all these different things that we strive for in society and yet if they haven't also mastered their sexuality like learned how to really fully own that part of themselves if they aren't totally integrated with who they are as a sexual being then that is going to hold them back from their ultimate desire of having it all. And I think that really is part of the human humanness that we have. Like we have this hunger to have it all. And that's very, very biological as well. Like it's part of the, the, biological programming that we have that keeps us like going it's it's the it's what keeps us creating it's what keeps us as a species we keep creating and moving forward because of that that innate hunger for more like it's never good enough and so that's definitely like biologically part of us that that isn't going to go anywhere and so but if we if we want to have it all you've got to also have that include your sexuality. Yeah. I mean, sexuality is like at its essence to me, sexuality is, it's creativity. It is that it's that raw force that is life. And yes, it comes through like through sex and through actually like creating new life as like another human, 
but it also it is present in, in even right now with you and me. We're, we have this beautiful vortex and like creation between us. And we're both, we're not having sex with each other, but we are both being in our sexual power with each other. And that reverberates. Yeah, it does. It does. And it just creates more and more and more. And it puts you in this upward spiral mm. of empowerment. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And an ability to, I would say like even my, one of my favorite parts about like the sexuality and like creativity energy is like the, the magic part of it, of like juicing up that energy uh, and doing those practices to magnetize yeah, magnetize that other things in that creative force, the, the partnerships, the, the creative projects, the, the lover, the partner, you know, putting that intention together with another person and using that creative energy in these practices, especially when people are in alignment is so freaking powerful. And that's really what sexual energy uh, does like it gives people a type of magnetism a type of charisma there's just like this this sense about them and you can you can feel it you know it's there and it's attractive and it's not that you're necessarily attracted to that person in a sexual way it's a it's but it's an attractive quality that people have that that others can sense it and they want more of it and they're drawn to it. And so when you develop this in yourself, you're developing this quality that can really help propel you to new heights in, in the world, in all aspects of your life. And the unfortunate thing is we see a lot of, a lot of displayed sexuality that is only like this external show of sexuality. And it's not in alignment with what is happening internally with people. And so internally, a lot of people still have a whole lot of shame around sex, a lot of guilt, feeling that sex is dirty, it's bad, it's dangerous, it's a conquest, you know, it's something that's not for polite society, things like that. And then you've got this external reality of sex, which can just be very showy, very aggressive, very much about like, I'm gonna, you know, just objectify and take type of sexuality. And what needs to happen first and foremost is the internal shift. And so when people do personal development work around their sexuality and create a new reality internally, where they are totally clear on what is authentic and true to them, their core essence around sex, and then project that outward, live from that place, create the external reality of their version of authentic sexuality from that place of, of internal wholeness first. And then when you have matching internal and external realities, like that is really where you're getting sexual actualization and it contributes to all other aspects of your life as well. 
Oh yeah. It's such a beautiful like microcosm, macrocosm. I love, I love how, how sex or really anything can, can be a vehicle to learn, but I especially love how sex like has this like built-in power source that is just, and I think that's why it, it is a vehicle for really powerful personal transformation uh, is because it is, it's really, it's touching that life force energy. It's yeah. 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 I think people, and people, and, and, and you see it also at play, like how people learn so much through relationships with each other, like romantic partnerships or like sexual relationships. Like those are really, you know, it has big impact on people. Oh, it really does. Like relationships can be one of the biggest growth sources if you have two people that are doing it in a very conscious way. Yes, <laughs> that's my preferred method. <laughs> yeah, because the alternative is the um, unconscious way of just dragging each other down. <laughs> yeah, I would say that's one of the biggest differences when I look back when you're we like kind of reminiscing earlier is like, boy, I did not own my like sexual and creative power. There was a point where I just like didn't. And the kinds of the way my external world was showing up was relationships that people weren't interested, right? Like it was like that, yeah, like they weren't interested in me and they also weren't interested in personal growth. And that to me was like a big, even though, even though I didn't have a romantic relationship with that person, all that, all the energy of that had me shine the light at myself and be like, Ooh, like I can grow here, you know? And it was like, it's like the power, the power that we can have, even from relationships that are, you know, not, not, the, not as uh, fun, I guess, <laughs> as some situations. It's really, it's amazing the impact that it can have on us, even if it doesn't, if, if it's not like a relationship that like works out, right? Like one of my biggest moments in life that propelled my personal growth journey was when I realized uh, like my heart felt like it was breaking and then I realized that it was breaking open and I like mm. stepped into this whole new version of myself and it was one of my most like powerful transformational like quote unquote relationships but it wasn't even like I mean it was like a friendship but it was just it just gave me this like huge insight in my life and 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 now like what's possible in my life like so cool to like really like bring it back to like personal empowerment and like choose to focus on myself until the outside shows up differently right that's that is a, like such an amazing lesson I hope people take that away I hope some like there's somebody mm. who needs to hear that like <laughs> like bring it back to yourself bring it back to yourself and then step into that power because the external world does show up differently when we do the internal work. Yeah. And, and to bring it back to the practical, I was uh, talking to the guys in my man on fire program this week um, because a friend of mine sent, sent me a, a meme that was this, uh, it was like a, a woman asking the guy, she says, babe, you brought protection, right? And he says, yeah, I did. And he's like holding up this, um, this amethyst crystal, like, that that's going to protect them uh be their like protection instead of a condom is what the idea of it was oh. and i told the guys in the program i said 
creating a powerful reality includes not being delusional. (laughs) I'm like, I told him, I said, do not ever be this guy and say that you worked with me. (laughs) Because there are so many people out there that are like, like just kind of bypassing or trying to bypass the the physical reality and like but when you can when you can utilize the physical reality to create what you want like there's so much power in that and when you can kind of step into seeing the world as some sort of game that you can play rather than being played by the game of life like there's a lot of magic that can be had there. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> You're speaking my language now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, and I think it's important also is like keeping the game aspect to notice that there's like, there's some rules like you're saying like okay we got to keep this in reality like there are some rules that are just like well this is the rules of physics that everybody's following right now so like those are like some of the rules of the game but you can change lots of the rules and also by us changing what we focus on like that that's how our reality changes what shows up for us like when i didn't believe there are any awesome men in the world like there were awesome men in the world i just couldn't see them because in my expectation wouldn't allow that, right? That's, but it doesn't mean that there were no awesome men in the world before that. It just, I needed to retrain myself. And then I also needed to be able to be, who am I in a world of awesome men? Like I had to learn how to like receive, right? I had to learn how to be in, in my power also to even be able to, to notice that. Yeah, it's pretty powerful. Yeah, and exactly. That's what I'm talking about. Like, we can't change the rule, the laws of gravity. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. if, if you walk off the cliff, it's going to be goodbye. And <laughs> like that kind of thing. But like within that, you know, there is so much at play that is just nothing more than stories that we have created as a society. And those stories are incredibly powerful. Those stories do control so much of our existence, but those stories are not laws of our existence. Mm. And that is where you can move very powerfully in, in changing the dynamic of everything that's, that goes on in your life is when you play in those realms. I love that. It's like, you're changing the rules. You're not changing the laws. You're changing the rules. And when I say laws, I mean laws of nature. Definitely. I'm into changing. uh, Right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because those are rules and it's understanding the distinction. It's not what somebody tells you, which is which like that's that I can trust that for myself. I can research that myself. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like, am I going to buy in to the thing that everyone thinks? Uh, like, is it something that's flexible? I think that that level of discernment, I think, is a, a huge part of the the growth process because, and especially because then we start having the confidence to be different. Yes, exactly. Because you're not like just binding yourself to the stereotypes. Mm. Yeah, you get to choose, you get to choose. And sometimes, you know, I like to try on different stuff. That's been really helpful for me too, honestly. It's like 
all right, well, let's try on this, like, be a character for a second, and, like, which one am I embodying right now, and, like, you know, check, check, check them out, uh, you know, see what, what I can get out of it, and what it doesn't align with me, um, that's a fun game I like to play. Yeah, and I mean, even just, like, how we're talking about it as, like, fun, and play, and game, it's, like, celebrating life celebrating that life is a source of power celebrating that your sexuality is a source of power it's just a perspective shift and like when you look at people who have self-actualized they they're in a different mindset they're in a different state like yeah there's a lot of work there's a lot of seriousness that's going on but there's also ease and flow in their existence and it's just it's a different type of game that they're playing rather than just the the day-to-day struggle of existence yeah it's thriving it's exciting it's adventure it's discovery and curiosity that's got a whole different vibe than like i'm just you know made it through today (laughs) one of my one of my um what's the word i want to use she's iconic but she's also like one of my inspirations is madonna Like, I just look at that woman and how she has just owned her sexuality. She has fought so hard against all the, against ageism, sexism, misogyny, all these things. Like, she has just been a warrior and she has used her sexual power through it all. And so many people, I mean, she's shamed, she was shamed by feminists, like feminists saying to her that she was, you know, setting women back 50 years because of her expression of sexuality. And she literally said, well, if, I'm paraphrasing, but if it means to, if in order to be a feminist, I can't be a sexual woman, then I'm going to be a bad feminist. And like, so she's, she's stood up to, to those. She stood up to the men that have tried to just objectify her and not see her as also an intelligent businesswoman. I mean, talk about intelligent businesswoman. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. She just recreates herself over and over but she's constantly like sourcing from her sexual power. And I love, like, I love looking at her career. She's 61 years old now. And she recently posted a photo of herself on Instagram looking like a fucking babe. Like, I mean, she was just like in um, a bra and underwear that were like sheer and like she looks incredible. <laughs> like wow. this woman, like she just she amazes me. But like that that type of self-actualization where she has like literally created a world and like that is her playground that she is the queen of. And that is inspiration. Mm, I I love I love that so much and I love how you said queen of the playground that's like heck yeah you're like creating your own your own world yeah I love that gosh yeah (laughs) I'm gonna have to check out Instagram I haven't thought about it's I'm like being all nostalgic right now it's like taking me like way back (laughs) like oh right Madonna even her name I love that. Thank you for bringing that up. This is like, I'm going to like go Instagram and, and nostalgia out on Madonna later. 
Oh yeah, I've got my whole list of like these pop icons, these women that I love. Nicki Minaj is another one. I'm like obsessed with Nicki Minaj. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, so like when I'm when I'm looking at inspiration for my life, I'm looking at at people like that that have really just gotten to that pinnacle of existence and like own all parts of themselves and they've just like they've gone beyond and it's so it's so fun and it's so exciting and there's so much pleasure there in being able to create because that's the joy of life the joy of life is in the the creation mode like why do we why do people keep creating because that is where they're that is where they they're sourcing like all the inspiration and all of the the power and all of the just the the juiciness is there in the creation mode of it and you don't typically see creators create once and then stop creating like they keep creating <laughs> you know and it's just this this spiral this momentum that happens and once you tap into that energy and once you begin to really own these parts of yourselves like it's just a momentum and it's a flow that you can be a part of and i know i've already said it but it really is like just this ease you feel in your body and it just happens and it's like you got to do the internal work first to clear out you know the stuff that's holding you back because we all have limiting conditioning we all have this the stuff that the those voices in our head that want to tell us we're not enough we're not deserving we're not worthy of this and the majority of the people on the planet live in that reality of i am not enough I am not worthy. I am not, I don't belong here. And that mentality is suffocating you. That mentality is keeping you caged. And to break through of it, it's going to take some work and it is going to be messy, but it's so fucking worth it on the other side. Yeah, so much. Sarah Rose, I feel like we're like, at least from my perspective, it's like we could all, we could use in general as society, like a deep cleaning emotionally and like, you know, upgrading some of our, our programs and our norms to optimize our human potential. And if, if people individually step into their own kind of soul scrubbing process, you know, and do like a, a chunk of deep clean, like a group program like you have, or like, you know, taking, ha having interest in moving forward in that direction. Like what is possible from that? You are so right. It is just magnificent. And I want, I, but, but it's like, we're impacted so much by the world around us, but it really is up to us to do that internal work. Like people aren't, yeah, people gotta gotta do it themselves, right? It's like me who takes the action, even if somebody's outside of me telling me. It's me who chooses. And so there's this element of so much of our external world, our society, our culture is all is a. It's a macrocosm of what's going on in our own world, right? And there's a way that, like, also we have to be able to differentiate and say, "Hey, I'm playing a different game here." Like you said earlier, I'm I am the queen of my playground. And I want a different, I want to play a different game with my people. 
I want to create a different culture of empowerment and belonging here. Yeah, I agree. It's uh, it's it's what it's where we're at. It's what we're ready for, and it's just time for people to fucking do it. Like the information is there, the tools are there, like it's just time to to go for it you know we we don't have anything to lose at this point like <laughs> it it's gotten uh, pretty rough around here and <laughs> like what do we have to lose like nothing there's so much to gain <laughs> should we play some cards Ooh, i would love that let me um Okay, can you hear it? Yes. I'm gonna pet one or pick one. <laughs> I said pet. That's really funny. Ooh. Oh. Oh, I picked two. I picked two. How about I answer one and you answer one and you get to pick which one? Okay. All right. I have I feel confident in my relationships when and the longest I've gone without sex has been. Um, okay, let's see. I'm trying to think. So, I probably the, lo the longest I went without sex was probably like six months or so. I don't know the exact amount of time, but probably about six months or so. And that was uh, like, I don't know, years ago years ago <laughs> I don't often go very long without sex mm. yeah. sex is important you know and it's like it's one of those things that if I if like I just it's an it's a part of me that I really value and if I you know, for whatever reason, just not the right person around, busy with work, whatever it is, like, and I'm not getting out there, I will at some point be like, okay, you've got to stop all that and just go have sex. <laughs> like, don't, don't let yourself go <laughs> too long. And usually that point is about a two-week point for mm. me. Yeah. It's like, all right, it's been a couple of weeks. It's time to have sex. So. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Do you want me to answer the same question or answer the other question? Up to you. Um, I think I want to answer the same question. I don't know that we've played this one on air before, but the oh, longest yeah. I have gone without sex has been it's like like more than a year, like like 18 months, like a year and a half, something like that maybe a little bit longer. Yeah. And I definitely did it. Yeah. I definitely did like have desire, but I didn't feel expressed in actualizing my desire. Um, like when you weren't having sex. Yeah. Like when I, when I wasn't having sex, like for me, if I'm not having sex for a while, I do a lot of, um, sexy things every day like I'm very sensual like besides just sex so I feel like I actually have there's something I don't know I feel like I have a longer like I'm able to go longer 
without get a lot of like creative satisfaction and sensual satisfaction day to day. So I don't feel like I don't have that like after two weeks, like I just have like I I'm, I get that I I get that way for nature. <laughs> And like, like self-care. And I mean, we're not counting masturbation, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like sex with someone else. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I can, I feel like, but it's, but it's not because I'm not sexual. Like I'm definitely very sexual, sexual. And I, you know, I find people attractive. I'm just really not interested in, um, like I used to be more open to just more like casual kind of encounters. Um, but I'm not as much anymore. I'm really like, I really like to have a little longer connection. Um, I go back and forth with that. Sometimes I want more of the longer connection. And then sometimes I don't like, sometimes I'm just like, I don't even want to know your name. Like just Mm -hmm. fuck the shit out of me and let me go on my way. (laughs) Admittedly, I have done that. (laughs) And I've had some pretty, like, really fun experiences with, um, like, with people. I mean, I actually even, ha- I have had, I have had spontaneous sexual connection with people that was really deep. Like, had a, a really nice emotional component, but it wasn't, um, a re- like, a relationship, right? It just wasn't practical for a relationship. Um, I do love that. Those are fun little surprises. I definitely love that. Oh yeah. I remember one guy, like we matched on, this was years ago. We matched on some app and I was so horny that night and we ended up hooking up like within an hour of (laughs) matching and it was incredible sex. Like we had sex all night long. And then uh, the next night too, like he was just in town for the weekend. And so the next night also like we had sex all night long again and then never saw him again. I don't even, I, I do not remember his name. Um, I might've <laughs> known at one point, but I do not remember now. I wouldn't even recognize him if I saw him, but I remember the sex, how good it was. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, the surprise, the surprise, like 12 hour date. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I love being in that flow. Like there's definitely a flow that happens when you're just saying yes to sex and being open to, to like being, being with people. Um, I mean, for me, I'm single. So like, I just do whatever I want, whenever I want. And like, I'll go into modes where I'm not focused on that. I'm just focused on putting all that energy into my work. And, um, you know, maybe like I'll see one of my like more established lovers every couple of weeks, something like that. But like, then there have definitely been other times in my life where I've just been in that flow of like, yes to sex and like of having amazing sex with so many different people in different mm-hmm. ways. And like, there's something so like carnal, but also really magical about being in that flow too. God, I mean, it's a beautiful microcosm for growth. It is. I mean, that's like, I, I had a huge spurt when I did, I did a, it's, it wasn't Tantra, it was the orgasmic meditation. Um, but I, and I did some, I did a lot of experimentation during that phase when I was in that. And I learned so much about myself, you know, what I want and, and how to ask for it and 
you know, it was just so practical and awesome of an experience to learn these things about myself, right? With other people who are also learning. And, and you know what? Personal growth and transformation can be fun. It can. Yes, it absolutely can be a lot of fun. <laughs> Especially when it includes pussy and penis. <laughs> mm. Yeah, like a little, little, some little sexiness uh, definitely spices up. Um, and I don't mean it has to be pussy and penis. It can be pussy and pussy or penis and mm. penis. <laughs> oh, yeah. But when those, when those, components are included it makes it or, extra fun <laughs> or pussy and pussy and penis yes <laughs> or penis and penis and pussy oh my god <laughs> okay <laughs> oh my god Erin I fucking love you <laughs> I fucking love you too Sarah Rose <laughs> and that is sex and Sarah Rose Hey, it's Sarah again. Thanks for listening. Make sure you check out the links in the show notes for everything we discussed in this episode. And you can also find out about how you can work with me. Until next time, lovers. Down tonight.